Fight Podcast, hosted by Sergio Vicente. The Fight Podcast is brought to you by Sage Eats. Sage Eats is a Chicago-based healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring company. They deliver healthy, organic, custom meals directly to your home or office. For those of you not in Chicago, Sage Eats also offers online fitness mentoring where your personal fitness mentor will send you four weeks worth of workouts that are customized to your body and your goals. Your mentor is available seven days a week to answer questions and offer support. Sign up for Sage Eats at W www.sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Now here's your host of the FIGHT podcast, Sergio Vicente. Yo! Happy Sunday, everybody, and welcome to another awesome episode of the FIGHT podcast. I am your host, Serge Vicente, and you know, you know that I had to discuss this incredible card this past weekend. And look, a lot of times when we have really, really, really solid cards on paper, it doesn't mean anything. They're great on paper, but when it actually comes down to it, people don't show up, things don't happen the way that, look, we all think and deem they should happen. And these huge events do not live up to expectations. Yo, I'm speechless. This event absolutely lived up to and I might even say exceeded expectations, man. But before I jump into it, I want to let you guys know that today's episode, episode 121 of the Fight Podcast, I'm going to discuss, obviously, UFC 238. The return of Triple G. And also, I'm going to talk about that Ruiz Joshua DeZone behind the scenes show that they actually just dropped last night, man. So we have a lot to get into. And it's really funny when I'm getting prepared to do this, man. I'm taking my notes. I'm watching all the videos and stuff. And the moment that I sit down in the office in front of the mic... I don't know, maybe it's because of this event or, you know, it was in Chicago or whatever. I have no idea what it was, but I I almost felt nervous. It was weird, man. I'm over here like with butterflies um, about to talk about these fights, man. But without further ado, and believe me, I need to start saying something else aside from without further ado. But let's go ahead and jump into it, man. UFC 2 38 this fight was headlined or should I say this card was headlined by Henry Cejudo and Marlon Moraes so this fight just like I said the card again incredible Chicago my city yo we showed out we truly showed out and it was really really dope to see it was really dope to be able to well, not only getting an incredible card, we got incredible finishes. And the crowd, minus a couple moments, was an amazing crowd. But you know what? Let's just go ahead and jump into it, man. Because the event itself, um, again, like I said, it was amazing. And I know I keep on repeating myself. But look, man, it, it was a good time. And I'm almost speechless. It, it What we saw, what we witnessed... I don't think anybody anticipated. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be the first one to admit it. 
Henry Suhudo. I owe this man an apology. I am one of those. I'm guilty. I didn't believe in him. I didn't. I really didn't. And I'm going to be honest with you. His shtick, his, you know, he, he, and I know he admits it and we spoke about it a little bit, but my man is very cringeworthy. Super, super, super cringeworthy. And I hate his shtick. It's the worst shtick ever. Going out there with the snake and the magic hat and all the other nonsense is trash. But in that arena, in that cage, I am becoming a bigger and bigger and bigger fan of Henry Cejudo. I was one of those people that said, and look, I stand by this. He lost to Demetrius Johnson twice. But when I look at what happened between him and TJ Dillashaw, I can't really say that that's a fluke anymore. We can't. So let's just go ahead and jump into the main event of this fight. Henry Cejudo is going out there again. Like I said, the, he is the flyweight champion and he is fighting against an absolute wrecking ball. The former WSOF champion, Somebody whom in Marlon Marais has destroyed everybody. Everybody. If we go down and we look at it, Rafael Asensio, Aljamain Sterling. I mean, come on, man. Jimmy Rivera. And the way that he was finishing these guys, those guys don't get handled like that. So let's just go ahead and talk about the fight. The, the main event starts. It starts off... And I'm going to be honest with you, the, the fight started off the way I thoroughly anticipated it to start off. Marlon was just kicking his ass. You see the, the big leg kicks. And it, it seemed like, especially after a number of those leg kicks, you saw the wear and tear on Henry's legs. The outside, the inside. And it didn't seem like Cejudo had an answer for it. First round finish, hands down, it damn near a 10-8 round, if it wasn't already. So I'm looking at it, and I'm like, a couple more late kicks landed. This fight is over. Second round finish, nothing. It's, this is it. But to Cejudo's credit, man, second round came. He, again, starts off getting beat up, and then he made an adjustment. And this is something that honestly is common theme throughout his entire career. Let's just go ahead and rewind back to the Olympics. Henry Cejudo did win a gold medal at essentially 121 pounds. If you go back and look at his Olympic run, I had to do that this past weekend. I had to. I had to check. What were these matches like? Going into the final frame, Cejudo was behind in Every one of his matches, including the gold medal match. And he found a way to win. Look, man, these Mexican fighters, I'm going to be honest with you. They have something that a lot of people do not. Same thing Andy Ruiz had. They got the corners. They got balls. And he showed it again. He goes out there, dug deep, and made an adjustment. And halfway through the second round, he truly began putting it on. Marlon Marais. 
he be, he started coming downhill because you realize, look, I cannot sit in this kickboxing range. The more he stayed in the kickboxing range, the more Marlon Marais just kicked his ass. He began throwing beautiful, quicker, crisper shots that were landing. And then something that I thoroughly didn't anticipate, once he got into the clinch, oh, the, the fight was essentially over. Landing huge knees to the body, huge knees to the head, and you started to see Marlon Marais crumple under the pressure. He began to tire. And we could all make excuses and say, yes, look at it. It, it is his, it's the pace. It, it, he's, he's too muscly. We can say a lot of things. Or we can just call it a buck. We call a spade a spade. We can call it like it is. Henry Cejudo's pace, his pressure, his accuracy broke Marlon Marais because that's exactly what happened. And also this fight also showed us some efficiencies and deficiencies, should I say, in Marlon's game. He's great in essentially kickboxing range. But when you actually get him into the clinch, when he is actually there, Mano y mano, you grab him, he doesn't really have an answer for it. Let's just go to the numbers in this fight, man. Um, Henry Suhudo lands 90 out of 171 significant strikes in this fight. Marlon Marais only lands 57 out of 119. The second round is, like I said, when he took over. In the second round, he ended up landing, and this is Cejudo, landed 38 out of 84 strikes. In the third round, he landed 47 out of 65. He started coming down. That's when the, the fight actually happened. He started coming downhill, and Marlon had no answer for it, man. Oh, man. Dude, I, I can't lie. I, I really am speechless, and I'm really struggling coming up with the words to sit there because after looking at this fight and I've watched it again, I'm shocked. Henry Cejudo is becoming that guy. <laughs> Dude, he, he's fun to watch. He's, he's, you know, strong. He's aggressive. He lands incredible shots. Um, Obviously, he has amazing wrestling. And all the question marks that we've had about him in the past, whether it be his work ethic, whether it be his team, whether it be any of the above, we cannot question anymore, at least at this point. After the fight, he, and, and again, I go back, he ends up getting, in the third round, again, it's more of the same. He's coming downhill. Marlon Marais just looks absolutely exhausted. I don't want to see, I don't want to say that the shots were really hurting Henry, and I don't believe the shots were hurting Henry, but what I will say, and I'm sorry, not Henry, um, Marlon Marais, I don't believe the shots were hurting Marais, but the consistently coming downhill was exhausting him. And once Henry Cejudo got on top, he threatened with the beautiful, you know, anaconda choke. He rolled him over. 
Um, didn't get it, got on top, ended up finishing the fight with beautiful, beautiful, beautiful ground and pound at, honestly, what is it, four minutes and 51 seconds of round three. The adjustments he made are uncanny, man. He won beautifully. After the fight, he went out there and he said, yo, Dana White, pay me. And you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. You need to pay the man. Yes, he may not make, you know, people may not watch him. And I don't know, obviously, what the pay-per-view numbers were to this point. We'll find out soon enough. But when you have two belts, he has he is currently the 135-pound champion. He's the 125-pound champion. Flyweight and Bantamweight champ. The fact that he has two of the belts. And honestly, the 35-pound division is a pretty stacked weight class. And he continually proved he has a gold medal. Yo, he legitimately can be one of the greatest, if not the greatest combat sport athlete of all time. The fact, we won't see someone else with a gold medal coming over and doing what they're doing. We we don't, we won't. And if it is, it's going to be a very, very, very long time. I'm just going to keep it a buck. It is. And then to think about Henry Cejudo won a gold medal in the Olympics without competing in college wrestling. That wasn't collegiate wrestling. He was so dope. He was able to win without a collegiate resume. Now, did he make the next Olympic team? It doesn't matter. He's made the adjustments. And that is really a theme of his career. Now, after the fight, he said, look, I want money fights. I want to call it the best of the best. He called out Dominic Cruz. Hasn't fought in two years, but okay. And he also called out, I think he might have called out Cody, but he definitely called out Uriah Faber. Uriah's just coming back. I understand what he's doing. He wants the biggest names in the division. He wants the biggest names in the weight class. Will he get it? I, I don't know. I don't know. Should he get those names? Eventually. But not yet. And I'll talk about in a minute who deserves that fight. And it's going to be a very, very difficult fight for him, especially stylistically, if they give the man who I believe deserves that fight that fight. But I'm not even going to talk about that yet, man. But what I do want to pretty much talk about is Henry Cejudo. Apologies to you. You are an incredible fighter. When you are in the cage, I am a huge fan of you. When you are outside of the cage, yo, bro, let's let's turn that shtick off, man. It is absolute trash. Um, and I think a lot of people um, know and acknowledge and admit that. But uh, all in all, man, what a what a performance uh, by Suhudo. What a what a win, man. What can you what can you say? I can't say anything more positive about dude, man. A beautiful, beautiful performance. All right. Um, really quick, let's go ahead and touch on the co-main event. Valentina Shevchenko goes out there and KOs Jessica I in 26 seconds of the second round. Yeah. She lands 104 out of 200 strikes for 52%. I'm going to be honest with you guys. This wasn't a fight. And you know what's crazy about this? That was a number one contender. I do not see who's going to beat Valentina Shevchenko. 
Valentina Shevchenko is the, I said it last time out, I thoroughly believe Valentina Shevchenko is the best, she's top 10 pound for pound regardless on gender. The last person she fought to was she lost to was Amanda Nunes at 135 pounds. I had Valentina winning that fight. And I don't even think it was that close. She lost via split decision. I, I, I just don't think she's going to. I think she's that good. So what happened? Valentina goes out there and right from the onset starts landing beautiful body kicks that truly sound like a baseball bat cracking Jessica I's midsection. From the beginning, you almost, you saw Jessica I's abs tense up and you can see she was hurt from the body shots. And then just, just grabs a rags doll, Jessica I, who is extremely physical, who is extremely big, who has, is on a three fight win streak on a very good weight class. Shevchenko ragged all her, threw, threw her down, totally controlled her from the ground. And, um, and then once the fight was stood back up, it was more of the same. Clean striking from the top, beautiful body kicks. Second round comes, she lands another amazing body kick. And, and one thing I was saying when I was watching the fight, I was like, yo, she's setting up a head kick. I wish somebody told Jessica I. Oh my goodness. When this shot finally landed. So she looks slow. She ends up throwing that switch kick. Throws high. Hits Jessica I directly on the forehead with a shin. Jessica I timber falls down. Honestly, one of the most devastating KOs that you'll ever see. It is also only the second. The second head kick KO in female MMA history. The first one was Holly Holm KOing Ronda Rousey for the 135 pound belt back in uh, Melbourne, Australia. I think that was what, UFC, what was it, 206? I'm not sure. It was, I think it was one something, 196, something like that. I'm, I'm not, I forget the exact one, but that was the last head kick KO. Um, to, to finish off the fight. It was funny. Um, Mark Ramundi of ESPN actually posted that on, uh, on, um, on Twitter this weekend. And when I saw it, the first thing I said was, well, no, that's not the first KO finish in, in female MMA. I was like, Holly Holm also finished Beshko Hair. Fam, I got roasted on Twitter. Uh, people were like, um, sir, you know, that's not a championship fight. Look, my bad. I was watching it during the fight. I'm over here, you know, smoking. I'm chilling. I'm sorry. I didn't read it all the way. Relax. So people crushed me on that, man. But I had a good time with it. Um, but salute to Mark Ramundi. Honestly, he is incredible. Um, and I'm so happy that he is now with ESPN. But that is where I got that little tidbit, man. But who's going to fight Valentina Shevchenko? Who's going to beat Valentina Shevchenko? The only losses that she has on her record is twice to Amanda Nunes. Remember, 
the first time I gave it to Amanda on split decision. The second time I gave it to Valentina Shevchenko. The only other loss she has on her MMA record is you have to go way back when it was before she was in the UFC and that was to Liz Carmouche. Yo, ain't no way in hell Liz Carmouche beats her at this point in, point in time. It was early in his career. And if you look at it, that was in 2010. Long time ago. It, it, we are not all created equally. No one is going to beat Valentina Shevchenko. In my humble opinion, I know all of us want to say it's Amanda Nunes. Valentina Shevchenko is the best female fighter in the world. And one of the top 10 best fighters, hands down. We need to put some respect on her name. And look, salute to her, man. Every time she comes to Chicago, she trains with my team over there at a Team Rezovic. Those dudes are amazing. Um, check them out if you're looking at for jujitsu here in Chicago, man. They're incredible. All right. Um, let's talk about the people's main event. The people's main event is Donald Cowboy Cerrone, who is on an absolute tear fighting against the uncrowned king, Tony Ferguson. This fight absolutely lived up to everything that we believed it was going to. It was bloody. It was high pace. And it was entertainment up until the very end. Unfortunately, the fight was stopped at five minutes in the second round. Essentially, it was in between rounds um, because Donald Cowboy Cerrone... Goes out there, his eye was a little swollen. He goes to blow his nose, which, if you do not know, you are not supposed to do that. If you have a broken nose and you, you feel clogged up, if you blow your nose, your eyes will swell shut. That is what happened to Donald Cerrone. And if you actually have an opportunity to look at it, you see it happen in between rounds. The round is about to start. He blows his nose, and we can literally see it at, like, real time like that his eyes swole shut they had to stop the fight they had to um and and i'm gonna be keep it a, uh, keep it a buck if they didn't stop the fight there tony ferguson would have finished viciously donald cerrone it was going that route check out the strike numbers in this uh in this card Tony Ferguson lands over 52% of his strikes. He goes out there and just, he didn't miss. And one thing that I think people need to bring up about Tony Ferguson is that he can absolutely crack. You remember the Ultimate Fighter when he just face-planted Ramsey Nijum? And I want you guys to also look at this, because if we look at Tony Ferguson's resume, he is 25-3, and three, and he's beat the likes of Donald Cerrone. Hall of Famer. Anthony Pettis, former title holder, Hall of Famer. Rafael, uh, Rafael, or should I say RDA, former title holder, Hall of Famer. Kevin Lee, solid. Edson Barbosa, solid. Josh Thompson, Hall of Famer. Glisten Tebow, one of the best. Yo, Tony Ferguson is a Hall of Famer and he is somebody who has never actually held a belt. And also, I want you guys to think about something else. Look at the way that he finishes these guys. 
in his time, he has actually finished most of them. Look at their faces after this fight. These are guys who, after fights, usually aren't beat up. Donald Cerrone's face. He looked like Shrek. No, let me rephrase that. He looked like Quasimodo from Hunchback of Notre Dame. That's what he looked like. My man, Donald looked just like Quasimodo. Anthony Pettis, face split wide open, blood everywhere. RDA, bloody mess. Kevin Lee, my man looked like Will Smith in Hitch. Edson Barbosa, bloody mess. Dude, he absolutely destroys people. Yes, he's weird. Yes, he goes out there breakdancing and he's an awkward dude. But you know what he also is? He might be the greatest fighter in the best weight class in the world. Now, what's going to happen next with Tony Ferguson? He should, it's a title shot. It's title shot or bust. Let's not play around. He needs to fight the winner of Khabib versus Dustin Poirier. Now, he believes it's going to be Khabib. He doesn't think Dustin has an opportunity. He said it after the fight. He said so much after the fight. So check this out. If we... This will be the fifth time that that fight will be scheduled. If it happens, it will be epic. Who wins? I'm going to be very honest with you. I can no longer pick against Tony Ferguson. He seems as if he always finds a way to get it done. And like I said before, he has such a chip on his shoulder. Tony Ferguson is a dog, an absolute dog. He is one of the greatest fighters that we have ever seen. We, we really, really, really need to respect that man, man. We really need to um, show whom he really is. Uh, so check this out. This is what he actually had to say about the upcoming title fight between Khabib and um, Dustin Poirier. Uh, see, Dustin, he plays a lot against the ropes. I mean, he does a lot of boxing. He's got some good hands, but uh, the kid needs to get his back off the ropes. At my academy, I don't have, I have a full 20 by 20 canvas. But I don't have any ropes running. I do that for a reason, so I don't get on my back on the ropes. Once you get your back against the cage and you start doing that, Khabib's going to put that pressure. He's going to take you down, double leg you. He's going to mount you like that dummy. He's going to play smashing rap. And that's how I see that playing out. If I were to fight Khabib, guarantee you I would throw him from his feet to his back and beat him like a sambo, like a five-point move in wrestling. That's my background. He makes a point. And, and I love how eloquent he was with setting it up. And I'm going to be honest with you, man. I'm a really, really big fan of, uh, of Tony and what he has been doing. Now, Tony has been going over a lot of things. And remember, my biggest question about Tony Ferguson was him mentally going into it. This is his comments after the fight about that. I belong. It felt like this, like, it's not just like where I belong. This is like my job, but not a job. It's like a career, but it's more than that. Like I said, aside from like victories and wins and stuff like that, I want to see how good I can get. I really do, because I don't think I've even peaked yet, man. That's terrible. To have these people, dude, they write me emails from all over the world. You're telling how inspiring, how motivating, how 
just the things, you know, that went on and just how, how to bounce back and from surgeries and from all the bullshit. And sometimes I get to respond to them. And I like to show my team a lot of this because, like, it's them. It's not just me. Because without them, literally, like, seriously, man, I, I wouldn't fucking, I, I might be here. But it'd be hard. It'd be a lot harder if I didn't have that support system. I mean, so thank you guys for the, the emails, man. I see them and I read them. Like half the time it says, I know you probably won't read this. Fuck, dude. I try. I really it felt like I was back, Rebel. Man. Um, that that's a special dude, man. That really, really is a special dude. And uh when you actually think about it, man. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know who's going to beat the dude. I'm telling you, this was such a dope card. I, I'm rarely speechless about certain things. I'm speechless. I'm speechless with Henry Suhudo. I'm speechless with Tony Ferguson. I'm speechless with Valentina Shevchenko. This, this, this card was incredible, man. Um, all right. So for me, this is my fight of the night. The rest of the card, look, we had um, Tatiana Suarez. She also competed. Um, it was a good fight. She dominated the first two rounds, but then she also has a couple deficiencies in her game that we saw. Nina Ansaroff, whom is the girlfriend, and let's, let's, let's not shit on her. She's one of the best fighters in a very, very, very deep division in 115. That is the best division in female MMA. Um... Valentina, not should I say, I'm sorry. Um, Tatiana Suarez, after the fight, uh, said this about her fight. First round, um, I powered through it. I'm very proud of myself for dealing with this injury the entire fight because I use my neck a lot, guys, a lot. I, 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 people are always like, man, how does your neck not hurt from wrestling so much? Like, you know, I'm, I'm constantly driving with my head and stuff like that. So it was really difficult. And then also because my arm was numb, most of the fight and so it just I it was really hard but I did I did it you know I pushed through it was something that I was I had to mentally battle the entire time because it's you know it's a weapon taken from me so um but yeah I'm I'm just really happy that I was able to to get the fight you know uh not finished but you know get the fight done um and get the W you know with the with the injury like that like I said so she had numbness in her neck and she said she couldn't even feel her arms throughout the fight. So maybe that was a reason why in the third round, it didn't seem as good. Um, Nina Ansarov looked amazing. But the best way I could explain Tatiana Suarez is she is the woman's version of Khabib. That is the exact same style. Beautiful chain wrestling gets on top of you, beats you up. Great win by her. She moves on. A lot of people believe that she actually deserves a title shot. I do as well. But I would like to see Michelle Waterson get it. Dana White said that Michelle Waterson is not going to get that title fight. I don't understand that. But look, man, Dana changes his mind left and right, so it doesn't matter. Um, all right. For me, the fight of the night, they actually gave it to Tony Ferguson and Donna Cerrone, which I think is total bullshit. Who should have gotten it? was 100% Aljamain Sterling versus Pedro Munoz. What an incredible fight, man. Both guys going back and forth. And um, I'm actually looking for the uh, the numbers right now. Let me actually pull these up. But um, I'm actually going to... I'm utilizing uh, Fight Metric, um, UFC's Fight Metric. But um, 
what an amazing fight by Aljamain Sterling. I said it before and I'll say it again. Aljamain Sterling is the best and the most improved fighter in the UFC, um, especially from 2017 to 2000 or to today. Incredible. He, he's 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 grown a variety. And something that I'll say about his style, it's very John Jones esque. OK, in the creativity you never know what's going to come. He has incredible volume. He's hidden. Now, the only question and the only thing that I wish he had more of was power. Because if he had more power, he'd be laying people absolutely out. Great wrestling, great pace. But the variety of strikes, the creativity that Al Jermaine Sterling has showed in his fight with Pedro Munoz. And if we look at it, he landed a hundred and 74 strikes in this fight he kept just such an amazing pace listen to this he landed 174 out of 349 strikes if we go round for round it's even like i mean dude he landed 70 percent of his head strikes 20 percent of his body strikes eight percent of his leg strikes look at the variance of his strikes that's beautiful man Al Jermaine Sterling deserves a title shot against Henry Cejudo later on this year. And I'm going to be very honest with you. The variance of his style, the pace that he keeps will make that a very interesting fight. Now, I know I said earlier, I don't want to bet against um, Henry Cejudo, but man, I don't want to bet against Al Jermaine Sterling either. I've said a long time ago, I believe he has everything that it takes to be a champion and I'm going to stick by that. He has an incredible team. They will put an incredible game plan together. Al Jermaine Sterling and Pedro Munoz, first and foremost, deserved that extra 50K apiece for the fight of the night. But more importantly, obviously, I believe Al Jermaine Sterling deserves a title shot. Al Joe, bruh, great fight. We've spoke a little bit, man. I hope you can join us on the Fight Podcast soon if you're out there listening. Um, man amazing 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 performance man and yo pedro munoz also man salute to him he had an incredible night man great fight man great night of fights um let me see any other notable fights i mean because it was all good uh alexa grasso looked great in her win against uh carolina kovacavik um yang jionan beat angela hill an extremely close fight that was fun tied to avasa blagoy ivanov honestly i didn't really care about that and talking about the bantamweight tournament that we saw look man we saw the young lion beat the grizzle vet peter yan moves on beats jimmy rivera unanimous decision jimmy rivera has some some work to do man um he's lost three in a row I'm worried about him. They might end up getting rid of him. Who knows? But uh, he's definitely fallen out of the top 10 with this loss. And this is sad considering somebody whom uh, has done his thing, man. So uh, performance of the night's bonuses were uh, Henry Cejudo and uh, Marlon Marais for fight of the night. Or performance bonus, I'm sorry, Henry Cejudo. Also, they gave it to Valentina Shevchenko. And the fight of the night was Donald Cabo Cerrone and Tony Ferguson. All those people got an extra 50K uh, for that fight. All right. Uh, really quick, um, let's touch on the Triple G 
Uh, Triple G, Gennady Golovkin, um, ended up getting a stoppage victory in the fourth round against um, uh, Rolis, his um, his competitor. Look. Entertaining fight. Steve Rolls came out there to fight, man. Steve Rolls was 19 and 0 uh, with 10 KOs. Before the fight, I said, look, I don't believe he has the power to win. And he didn't. He was a spirited event. He went out there and landed some good shots and even won a round. He it was a close first round. He absolutely won the second round. It was a very close third round. It was going back and forth, but you can tell. He couldn't do anything with Gennady Golovkin's power. The way Gennady Golovkin throws that left hook over the top, it is an absolute sledgehammer. He caught Rolls in the top of the head in the top of the fourth round with that left hook. It obviously rocked him, and then he ended up shooting that straight that straight left, and uh, um, or should I say the straight right hand, and absolutely destroyed, face-planted him. Gets a fourth round win, does what he's supposed to do against a, 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 a competitor like that. And afterwards, this is what he had to say. Shake off some of the rust. Who do you want to fight next? You know, everybody knows. Everybody knows. Of course, guys. I'm ready to September. I'm ready to come out. Just bring him. Just ask him. I'm ready. Today I stay here. Just please, guys. You know, just if you want to look big drama show, please tell him. Do you believe that Canelo will fight you next? I believe. Because this is boxing. This is boxing business. Why not? You know. You fought him twice. You believe you won both fights. It was a draw officially. You lost on the scorecards. Do you think you need to do anything differently if you fight Canelo again? I know I had good experience. No, of course, like four fights, more injuries. Probably he's coming to open, I come to open because we have a good experience both. You know, just next fight is amazing for us. All right, so you heard it there, man, and you heard it here first. That's going to be the next fight. They're both under the same banner. They're both under the zone. They both want to fight each other. That fight will happen in September. We will finally get the trilogy that we deserve. I'm looking forward to it. What's going to happen? Look, man, when it gets closer, I'll tell you, but I will say Triple G is 37 years old. He did get caught with a couple shots with Steve Rolls. He does that, though, from time to time. Um, And he will allow himself to open up to have his opponent open up. Great, great, great win um, by him. He did what he was supposed to do. Um, Salute to that man. Um, And I cannot wait to see what continues happening, um, you know, with with the zone and boxing. Yo, boxing has been so entertaining this this past year and over the last few weeks, man. It, it's the zone is crushing it. If only they can get their production value together, it would be amazing, man. But all in all, great fights this weekend. UFC came out and showed out uh, this week here in Chicago. We have also um, a great week planned for you guys uh, this week. Um, I have, again, my interview um, with Dean Thomas. Dean Thomas is coming back on the show this week. Um, and we have actually a litany of guests this week, man. I'm trying to see if I want to put it all in one episode or kind of spread it out, have a show per so I can kind of get you guys, um, you know, a little bit. But uh, all in all, we're going to put all these out there. Um, and MMA Boxing, combat sports is alive and well. This upcoming week, Bell Tours back. 
Um, there actually is no UFC this upcoming weekend, so we'll really be breaking down the Bellator card, the big Bellator card, headlined by Neiman Gracie and um, and Rory McDonald. But we also on that card have Leota Machida and Chael Sonnen. A lot of great fights coming up, man. All in all, yo, by the time you guys get this, it'll be Monday. Happy Monday to you all. And um, that is the weekend, man. It was a great fight weekend. This is my weekend recap. And I will catch you guys. This is episode, what is it? Episode 121. <laughs> 121 of the Fight Podcast, fam. We will be back here very, very soon. Love you guys. Salute to you all. And remember, the Fight Podcast is brought to you each week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meals and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 15% off your first three months. Follow the Fight Podcast on all social media platforms at the Fight Podcast and listen to us on all podcasting platforms. Apple, or should I say iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all of them. Check us out. We're on there. And um, follow me at Serge Vicente on IG and Facebook. And also follow me on Twitter at at the Serge Vicente. Later on this week, I'll also be on the Ben Jaworski show. That'll be on the 14th. I will let you guys know more about that and much more. Love you guys. I'll see you next time right here on the Fight Podcast. Deuces! Deuces!